welcome everybody and thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for TLC Presents Conversations. Please, everybody in our World Galactic audience, say hello to Dr. Jenny Tucker. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today and being a part of this. I cannot tell you how I've been looking forward to this all week long. This is the highlight of my uh, calendar this week in the business world. I have just such a fan of you and what you do, the NOP, the process. Um, I've learned so much over my career by being able to participate in the Hill and participate with USDA um, and to have you here and to um, help inform and educate and uplift the process as well as maybe share some stuff that people don't realize that's going on. So I'm going to dive into some questions, but before we do that, I think it's important that everybody gets to know you. So folks, again, I'd like to introduce Dr. Jennifer Tucker. Uh, Jenny is the Deputy Administrator of AMS, which is Agricultural Marketing Service at the National Organic Program. She served as the Associate Deputy Administrator of the NOP from 2011 to 2018. Before joining the USDA, she served as a group facilitator and organizational development consultant, working primarily with scientific and technical government and nonprofit organizations. Pay attention, kids. She's earned a BA in Environmental Sciences from Wesleyan University, an MS in Management from Purdue, and a PhD in science and technology studies from Virginia Tech. Absolutely a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much, Jenny, for joining me. Um, if you'll indul indulge me just one second, because I have the microphone, I could do it anyways, but I, I, I want to touch on something really quickly before we get into questions and back and forth that is really important to me. One thing about this platform that I've created and trying to do is about uplifting, uplifting people, uplifting brands and stuff. And, and something that I feel very passionately about is that um, I don't think enough people say thank you to folks like you and um, people that are the unsung heroes that are doing things inside of our government from administration to administration. You guys devote your life um, to serving our country. Um, and, and a lot of times we only hear you know, so often about the bad or the negatives heard, or maybe just the issue of the moment. Yet every day you and your colleagues show up and move this country forward. And I really don't feel like you guys necessarily get the props you deserve. So I wanted to say thank you. I know all the people that are watching us hopefully are in their cars at the desk, hiding from the boss, whatever they're doing, they're saying thank you. But I am really, truly honored and glad that you're here today. And I hope after all this tomfoolery, uh, you will be too. So a big thank you from me to you. Really, really nice of you, Todd. And it really does mean a, an awful lot. You know, we will have uh, arguments and conflicts and differences of opinion and differences of values um, and occasionally pausing and thanking each other for their work. So I will return the thank you to you. Thank you for setting up this forum for this kind of conversation. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So let's dive in because I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to educate some people about what's going on. So my hunch is, is that a lot of people um, know the acronyms USDA, NOP, and I think you would agree with me that if you're in the government sector and if you can't play, you know, understand the acronyms, you're going to make no points playing Scrabble, right? So the NOP, which is the National Organic Program, um, can you just kind of tell us what the National Organic Program is and what its function is? Yeah, I appreciate that opportunity to sort of set the context here. Uh, National Organic Program is a 
a regulatory program uh, that operates as a public-private partnership. And so as a regulatory program, it's interesting, we actually sit in the agricultural marketing service. And so we have a little bit of a dual role in that we are regulating, overseeing a uh, industry, uh, but we are also developing it and building it and, um, and advancing it. And so that can uh, lead to just an interesting array of items in the mission. And so important things that the program uh, does is we set the standards. And so I right. think we'll talk today about regulatory priorities. Uh, so we set the standards on what the seal means. We oversee the public-private uh, partner aspect of it, meaning we oversee our network of third um, party uh, certifiers that are literally operating around the world. And then we have a compliance and enforcement division that goes after the bad guys. Um, Amidst that, we're also negotiating international trade arrangements to make trade um, easier for legitimate um, uh, businesses while also protecting uh, the market, ensuring fair systems literally around the globe. And then we have an entire syst uh, systems team uh, that is working on all the new technology for tracking data and managing uh, data about organic businesses, all to support uh, the oversight and enforcement division. So it's a lovely group of people. We're in the mid 60s now in terms of a headcount. Uh, but wow. really, it's an entire network of certifiers and inspectors and certification staff uh, that we're really partnering with while also regulating uh, in this very unique food system. I, I, and the way you framed that up, it's massive, right? I mean, it's a massive undertaking of what you guys do every day with just 60 people. I mean, it's a big job. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are really lucky. We've been able to grow over the last few years. We've gotten additional funding from Congress, which a lot, a lot of people in the organic community have really uh, campaigned for and pushed for. And uh, and yet the organic industry is still growing. And so we uh, kind of uh, kid that, um, though it's sort of half in jest, that as the organic uh, industry has grown and we have grown, we still are kind of maintaining a rate of one NOP staff member for every billion dollars in U.S. sales. So OTA just announced that we hit $62 billion in U.S. sales last year. And sure enough, we've got about 62 people right now. And that's actually held true for the last, you know, eight or, uh, eight or so years uh, that uh, the, the, the growth in the industry, we are matching that growth. But still, uh, the enormity of impact of one staff member, a billion dollars of sales is sort of intriguing on a daily it basis is. just to remember the impact that you know a fairly small uh, program can have in this type of public-private partnership. So it's a model that I actually really respect and uh, and honor and want to protect. Well I, I hope uh, I hope we keep funding and overfunding the NOP if I just have a personal asterisk to put on what you just said. Um, I think it's amazing you know I, I think back to my tenure and, and being around, I don't think back 35 plus years ago, anybody in the room was thinking the word billion. And now sitting here going 62. Um, I remember, you know, the, as it started to ramp up, like, oh, my Lord, this is amazing. And to think that we're going to that point, and we're going to be, you know, at 100 and 150. And it's going to continue to blossom and grow, because I think this is just such a valuable um, part of our food system and our food conversation. So that's exciting to hear. So, so let's get you to 63, 63 employees, 63 billion. That's the mantra today. Keep marching forward. So wanted to get back a little bit to the NOP itself and, 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 and talking a little bit about your upcoming priorities, because I think it's really important that 
people need, I, I think, to understand, you know, again, not the, the, how big and the scope of projects that you take on, but really specifically, what is it that you guys are doing? Because they just don't know. And I, I think we, we, you know, I think it's something we want to work to try to help inform. So uh, certainly a lot, there's been a lot of conversations in the organic community about standard setting. And that is certainly a very, very important um, area of priority for us. We are working on our final rule for strengthening organic enforcement, which is going to implement a number of National Organic Standards Board uh, recommendations uh, that uh, needed to be blended together in a, uh, a kind of an omnibus enforcement role. And so I think that final rule is going to have a very uh, significant impact in protecting the market. Uh, we're also uh, in the final stages of origin of livestock. That's open for public comment. And uh, once that closes, uh, so everybody wants to move full speed ahead uh, towards, um, towards a final action uh, there. Also, the national list rules, there's been a lot of interest in inerts. Uh, and really, we got to clean up that EPA list three and four, starting to get a little bit into the nuance and the details. But there are some outstanding um, out of date listings in the national list that really need to be updated. And so that is a priority for us. And national list gets really technical and really wonky really fast, but it's also really important for organic farmers. The materials that they're using every day impacts the farm and the processing um, plant every single day. So it's, oh, well, national list rules, they just happen. No, national list rules need to happen. And so right. I think that's a, a reorientation we've made over the last few years to, to really keep those moving very, very quickly. Uh, once the NOSB makes a recommendation, we tend to move to rulemaking on national list rules really quickly. So those are going to all continue to be priorities for us in the standards or regulatory um, realm. Other priorities are um, implementing, finalizing our import certificates. That's part of the mm -hmm. Farm Bill. It's also part of the Strengthening Organic and enforcement role, but there's a lot of systems and uh, new processes that will really evolve from nothing that will give us data right. that we've never had before. Huge priority, continuing to oversee our certifiers and continuing to enforce the standards with uh, high profile fraud investigations, all the way down to complaints about somebody advertising as organic at a farmer's market who isn't certified. So we really right. uh, continue the enforcement, uh, overseeing the global control systems, building new standards and engaging engaging the community. And this event is part of that engagement. Right. Well, I tell you what, after what you just said with 62 people, uh, you guys work Saturdays and Sundays, I'm assuming. Occasionally Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> work does, uh, does get involved. Well, you know, when, when you talk about the, the scope of what you're doing and, you know, that you are really out protecting every stakeholder that has made the investment, who's put the energy, who's found the passion, who's found their purpose, to be in the organic space, um, we need their support. And, and when you think about the money and when you think about like, like for instance, public comment, you, know, you mentioned public comment on livestock. I don't think, you know, maybe people don't realize that every single person has an opportunity to share their voice and help shape what our government is doing. And I know I say this all the time. It's sometimes we get stuck in the world where 10% are speaking for the other 90 and I'm trying to get the other 90 to kind of go, well, I'd like to say something if it's important to you and if it touches you in some way, we need people to participate. One of the most important 
things I feel about my job is protecting the process. The organic right. standards are public, they're transparent, they're open, uh, uh, which means that the conflict is open and uh, transparent. And uh, NOSB boards are, uh, the board meetings tend to be uh, very, very engaged with uh, different people expressing different opinions. And I'm just pleased that everyone's there expressing opinions and that yeah. we are holding the space to enable that to happen, to provide that kind of structure for uh, for the dialogue and then to carry forward um, uh, those recommendations. I, I agree. I, I just, I, I hope people recognize, you know, from some of this that it, it, their opportunity to make change and to be a part of change is laying in front of them. And it's there, it's literally there for the taking. You're not even, you're not emailing, you know, you're not calling me saying, hey, what do you think? It's out there in the yes. ethos of the world for them to sit and type or to call, write a letter, whatever they want to do. And I think it's important that we remember that. Yes. So, I want to shift gears a little bit into um, the National Organic Standard Board, acronym NOSB. Um, you've, you've in the process in the beginning, and, and, and you know, you guys are, uh, the, the board has got a fairly large makeup and it rotates people out. Uh, you know, it cycles through people and stuff and people are constantly, uh, you know, you're up looking for new people to come in and, and to join. So I'd like to just kind of start with what is the NOSB? You know, uh -huh. let's start with what it is and give people an idea of, first off, volunteer organization, the NOSB is. So volunteer, the big B word, working hard. I know people that are on it. I know how many hours they're putting in to do it. And they're serving every stakeholder in this industry. It's amazing. So please, could you share with us what the NOSB is about? It's really a wonderful part of a systems of systems framework. And so uh, the uh, National Organic Standards Board, and so now you've defined the acronym for us, for those you know, keeping track at home, a new acronym Scrabble for Scrabble Board. Scrabble um, Board, I'm exactly. writing it down. <laughs> uh, so the NOSB, we can call it that now, now that we define the acronym. Uh, it is an advisory board, which means uh, it is its charter is to provide advice uh, to USDA and the Secretary of Agriculture on the national list and organic uh, standards and other elements of implementing the standards. Uh, the board is unique in that it has um, some very specific responsibilities where the program can't do certain things without the board. So for example, synthetic um, if somebody wants to use a synthetic and crop production, we can't say that's okay unless the board has actually um, recommended that it be added to the national list. So uh, right. they have some very specific um, uh, sort of mandates uh, through the Organic Foods Production Act. It is a diverse group. It represents farmers and processors, and there's a retailer seat and uh, uh, public interest, consumer advocacy, environmentalists, scientists, uh, which I think is great. It, it does bring a whole lot of different perspectives. So what they do is they evaluate all sorts of elements of uh, the implementation of the Organic Foods Production Act, starting with the national list, but extending to other areas as well. They hear feedback from the entire organic community as well as consumers and um, other stakeholders involved. And then when they can reach a two-thirds uh, consensus, two-thirds agreement on something, it's called a two-thirds decisive vote, that becomes a recommendation to the USDA. And we do take those recommendations seriously. Um, Absolutely. You know, 
yeah, the vast majority of recommendations have been moved forward by USDA in some in some way. And so we are looking at the ones right now that continue to be outstanding uh, to determine kind of what might the priority be, what what are the next steps, and um, uh, being kind of clear with what's going to move forward, what's not going to move forward. I, I try to be very open and honest about decision criteria because uh, everybody, if you're going to have a voice in the process, you deserve to know what happened at the end and why. Well, I 100%. And I think the most important thing about the organic industry is transparency and integrity, right? And I think that this process with the NOSB, in my humble opinion, is about those two things. It's about providing a platform of conversation and discussion with your peers that have taken the time to volunteer and have taken the time to serve. Um, 15 members, correct? Yep. 15 members, yep. which is which is for a board... It's a lot of people. That's that's a lot of cat herding. No two ways about it, right? That's a lot of cat. It's hard. I know. I've been on boards. Big boards are hard to work with sometimes, right? But they're also fascinating because you have such diversity of opinion and you have such a diversity of skill set that I would imagine that some of the conversations that the board has are fantastic to listen to. They really are. Yeah, when you step back and you're really looking at, at from the values that are being represented, the trade-offs that are being represented, how right. it fits within the broader governance system, um, yeah, it really can be quite breathtaking. Even when people are talking about, you know, there was a wonderful uh, discussion recently about ion exchange, which is a really technical content question, uh, sure. but it was fascinating just listening to all the different dimensions of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think I think it's great. So. I think the platform is so perfect for the organic space, right? Because I think we are very, we're a very passionate industry. We're, we've got a lot of opinions. We've got a lot of ideals. Um, we've got, uh, and such a tremendous opportunity to make such a positive change in this planet. And whether we're talking about climate, whether we want to get specific about water, we want to get air, all of these things, right? I, I, it's just such a great thing that, that we have this opportunity. So to kind of beat the drum a little bit and hopefully maybe make some people go, oh, I'd like to serve, right? Because I think that's a really important thing is that we find people that want to serve. I would love for you to have hundreds and hundreds of names to choose from, right? Because I think that goes back to the whole mission of being diverse and being making sure that we have proper voices that are represented in all sectors of what we're doing. Um, why is participating in the NOSB important? Because you really are representing uh, a, a huge segment of the, the community, the industry, and people are speaking from the farmer seat are speaking for farmers. People are there from the environmental uh, seat are speaking for the environment. Um, and so the scientists are speaking for science. And so uh, to have a voice to be part of that harmony, uh, even if there's some discord occasionally, you really are having an impact um, that board members are in a industry that is continuing to grow People are choosing organic, which means that people on the board are helping to shape that choice uh, mm -hmm. and determine what the seal is going to actually mean for all of us. So I, yeah. I really do think the impact that any board member can have is really tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and I, lo I love what you say, because I think organics is a uh, sometimes it's, it's a morals and values decisions for people. Right. I mean, it, it's they're connecting in some way, whether they're whether it's for their health, their family's health, whether it's for the environment, 
whether it's for um, things like uh, fair trade and social causes that they want to believe in. But that is the beauty of this industry is that we have such connective tissue to everything that we do back to the public and back to the consumer that when you have an opportunity like the NOSB provides to be so instrumental in ch you know, championing that message forward, yeah. I'm not sure that there's a lot of industries that actually have what the organic industry has in place today. I just don't. I, I yeah. just don't think it is. And I, I think so. That's the greater good argument for being on the board. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the, the the selfish reason for being on the board is you learn a whole lot. That you know, the organic because it covers every single facet of agriculture. Right. Um, the amount that people learn and the connections people make. Um, that getting to know other people throughout the industry, learning what their views are. Um, a lot of people tell you my eyes were just really opened during the five years on on the board. It's a lot of work. It's hard work, but the amount of learning, the number of people that they get to interact with and, and meet mm -hmm. the visibility within the community. So those are more personal choices, but I think are important to, it is about the greater good. And it's also about you and your kind of life journey of for five years, really being at the table um, of, yeah. of how this works. Yeah. yeah and that, I, that's beautifully said. You are at the table. You have an opportunity to make significant change. Yes. And, and as an industry that we are, we are so passionate about this. I'm passionate about this, but you're passionate about it. I, I, you, you put 10 people there in this space. I don't think passion is going to be a word that's you know, going to be lacking with anybody. And that's what I love about the NOSB. I love the debate. I love some of the dialogue. I certainly love all the words that are completely filled with consonants and no vowels when you get to look into materials list, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I've not participated in the NOSB board, but I've been to meetings. I've sat through meetings. I've listened to meetings. I've read material. I'm blown away by the depth and the thought process that's involved. So to yeah. your point, if you want to learn, if you want to elevate your personal game, this is a place that gives you that opportunity, whether you serve on the board or you participate with the board. Yes, right? absolutely. I, think that's, I yeah. think that's super important. You know, when I, when I was thinking about the NOSB a little bit and, and knowing what I know and knowing how important it is to serve, something struck me and I, I wanted to share this with you. And I hope, I hope you know, this will resonate with everybody. I got to put the old timer glasses on now so I can see. But this is a quote um, from Teddy Roosevelt. And I just wanted to lay this out there to everybody that might be contemplating joining the NOSB or I don't want to join the NOSB or maybe they have issue with the NOSB because what they thought didn't happen for whatever reason. But this is just I'm going to read part of this. and I think it's important. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, who faces marred by the dust and sweat and blood. I could read the rest of it, but I think I'll stop there because it really sums up how I feel about the organization that we need people that are willing to step up and be a part of the process because that is the only way you're gonna get 63 employees or 64 employees, 65 people and then all of it is we have to do this. We have to protect each other, right? and work together to find the commonalities that are gonna be in the best interest of the industry, the planet, all of them. And I just love the fact that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and so while we're protecting the seal, we're also protecting the arena to make it yeah. a safe place for people to have those debates and arguments and come to better solutions for the future. For sure, I love that. I'm, I'm just, I'm so pleased that we got to go down that trail because I think yeah. it's super, super important. Um, I want to talk a little bit now, just a little bit more about the regulatory priorities at NLP. 
Um, just fill us in a little bit about maybe a little bit more about what's kind of cooking and what's going on. Yeah, so strengthening organic enforcement is really the big one. Uh, there are so many uh, interdependent parts of that rule of closing. Can you, share, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so closing exclusions for uncertified handlers is a big part of that rule. Um, many aspects of the strengthening organic enforcement rule were outlined in the farm bill, um, and uh, many came from National Organic Standards Board recommendations, and many came from our experience running the program. So it really mm -hmm. is kind of the threading together of a lot of element. So uncertified handlers is part of it. Um, uh, other parts of it are things like grower groups, um, labeling, uh, labeling requirements um, for uh, non-retail containers, for example. Import certificates is a very, very big part of the, um, of the rule as well. So the rule has a lot of different moving parts that all mm -hmm. relate to each other. Um, inspector and uh, certifier staff qualifications, making sure we we do have a robust pool of folks out there uh, in various arenas protecting the um, with the label. So lots of different parts of it. We are working very hard on a final role. Um, a team has been uh, processing their uh, all the public comments that came in last fall. Mm -hmm. We've been mm -hmm. making some very difficult policy decisions based upon those public comments that I think will make the final rule better. Um, and so that's uh, been a very key regulatory priority for us. Um, Origin of livestock is another one I just want to right. mention because we did uh, recently publish something in the Federal Register, and I, I, I think there was a little bit, there was some uh, disappointment that that wasn't a, a final rule, but was rather an, a, sort of a call for comments. Yeah, I did want to mention that that hit right around the 100-day point of the new administration, and to make decisions about regulatory priorities, to see those decisions through, to get them through clearance, to get them through the Office of Management management and budget, and then to have them published in the Federal Register within 100 days is really unheard of. And so I do want to emphasize that, that for the folks who maybe weren't as thrilled with where that, the process by which that's unfolding, I do believe it is the right process to have mm -hmm. a final good, strong rule that works for, that is the priority that the, uh, that the community wants. And sometimes that's going to take some time in the federal, uh, federal space, but it is moving quickly. And so right now, those to, I'll stop there in terms of, because those are such important and, and high profile uh, regulatory initiatives. They really are. They're big. And I think um, too, I don't necessarily know people realize when you talk about enforcement, you know, you're also talking about enforcement on a global scale. Yes. <laughs> because there's a lot of product that, you know, doesn't come inside of our country. There's product coming in organically from all over the globe. And yes. that is a very large undertaking to make sure that something's coming from over here is really what it's supposed to be when it gets here, because you've got an obligation to our citizens to protect them. And that's part of your yeah. process. Yeah, and at the same time, you're working with very different local systems, both ge uh, geographically, environmentally. So I think you know, grower groups is an interesting part of the rule mm -hmm. because um, there are an awful lot of grower groups that aren't in the United States. And so, um, you know, how do you uh, regulate in a way that is fair um, across all borders? Um, it also makes the rule uh, process. Uh, 
just more complicated because other federal agencies really care about these things. Like, so for example, sure. the U.S. Trade Representative will have um, uh, has always had thoughtful comments on these types of, of rules. The Small Business Administration, making sure that small farms, small businesses aren't uh, unduly burdened by these mm -hmm. rules. Um, for this rule, Customs and Border Protection has been a very important partner in making sure whatever we put in the import section is actually possible um, uh, right. for Customs and border protection system. So um, yeah, it's been a fascinating uh, journey and the international um, uh, scheme does make it more complex. Absolutely no doubt. And, I, and I'm, I'm hoping based upon where we, where we are so far, people realize what a big job Dan OP has and how important their work is because you know I, I, there's probably people that have no idea that you are worried about something outside of our borders and making sure what's going on and, and the depths in which you go. And you talked about the livestock thing a little bit about taking the time to do it right, to take the time. And I understand that. And I understand people get frustrated by the process, but it is a process. And I think when you have an opportunity to do something so great as to create that and to put that out there and to make it right, taking one more day to do it the right way should be something that we should invest in to make sure that we get the ball down the field properly. And I know that's probably going to make some very people, I'm probably going to get some emails for saying that because I'm not, you know, but it is what it is. And I think when you're in business and you're creating something, you're working with a brand, you're trying to develop people, it's a process. And, and if, you, if you force that process, I think at times to be too fast, too much, it, it, you end up spiraling a little bit and you don't do the best job you can do. So I just wanted to say, I get it. And, you know, I'm sorry that sometimes you're getting some of those nasty emails and some of that stuff's happening, but it's a part of the game. I get it because not everybody's going to be happy, but I think it's important to remember the massive scope of what things are. It's just not as easy as flipping on a light switch saying this is what it is. And so we never yeah. underestimate the impact of both of both process and outcomes. And, and yeah. we always have to weigh both what are the steps of the process and what are the outcomes that we're trying to, to get to. And right. um, uh, they're equally important process and product. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I, and I, and I appreciate you saying it that way, way better than I did. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, and talk about a, a, a project that USDA has, but I wanted to kind of frame it up a little bit. I was really interested. I was doing some research and thinking about our time together. I found a stat that kind of, I, I guess I didn't know it. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But the fact that I read it this week was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. This is, it's a, it's a number from 2019. So it's not too far off. Um, but I was really surprised to see that 22.2 million people, full and part-time jobs are related to agriculture in our country. It, it makes up 10 point, in 2019, made up 10.9% of the U.S. employment. Fascinated by it. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think the number, but it's amazing to me that it's that big of a percentage of what we do. And I think it's, it's really kind of cool. The, the administration today um, that's the, is really tackling some, some fairly big topics. They're, they're talking about some pretty big things, climate for one, uh, inclusion, um, things like that. Um, but they're also working to ensure that there's equity across departments and they're removing barriers to access. And, um, you know, they're working to build inclusive programs and, and especially in the agriculture sector. So I would love for you to just share and tell everybody what's going on with the human capital project a little bit. 
and I love actually that you framed it in terms of that statistics, because I, I don't think a lot of people realize how many people are involved in the production of an organic apple, you know, or, yeah. or an organic granola bar. But uh, yes, you have a, the, um, the farmers, you have the processors, but you also have the inspector, you have the quality assurance um, lead for the company, you have all of the accountants and all of the, uh, the traders and all the people who are moving from point A to B. You've got the transportation folks. I mean, you've got, when you start really thinking about the supply chain, it's really quite uh, quite remarkable. It's crazy. it's crazy. And so our job is really to oversee the integrity of the product. And there is a known shortage right now of um, of. of really well-qualified inspectors uh, and certification staff across mm -hmm. the industry. The industry has just been growing really quickly. And so in order for the industry to continue to be supported, you have to continue to, uh, to grow the pool of folks who can go out and audit all these farms and trace all these supply chains and make sure that everyone's following the rules. So the Human Capital Initiative is designed you know, not to... Um, do like a specific training or to hire more people. It's really to develop a generation ahead. It's to establish new infrastructure and to create new partnerships that will build the future of human capital. And when we talk about human capital, we're talking about recruiting, retention, onboarding, building the next um, uh, the next uh, generation of people mm -hmm. in the organic community. We're talking about people we want sitting on the board in 20 years. And so the projects where funding now are how do we find that kid who's coming right out of high school um, or that kid who's sitting in a food science class in a freshman college class and doesn't have any idea what to do with that food science degree. We're talking about building infrastructure that shows them the organic option that brings voices together that have not been brought together. I'm getting mm -hmm. all sorts of emails saying, well, we're talking about partnering with all these other organizations. It is creating collaboration happens when there's a project for people to come together on otherwise right. collaboration is a really cool yes we should collaborate until we have a project to work on together collaboration is a nice idea but we have a hard time getting it to actuality and so our goal in this is not again back to process versus outcomes our outcomes here are 20-year outcomes of building equity of building diversity of building the pool of folks who will protect that organic apple that you and i will eat in 20 years when we're still eating yeah, wearing our old person glasses <laughs> Uh, we'll be ready to go. Um, yeah, so that's what uh, that's conceptually what it's about. Practically, what it is is a series of projects that we will be funding in a number of areas to build essentially infrastructure to build the next generation of diverse organic um, professionals who will protect the seal far into the future. Well, when you think about talking about a generation ahead and being proactive, I think that's just amazing, and I think it's a, a it's such a worthwhile project and it's such a worthwhile idea and you said something that i think is um, a little scary which is we don't have enough inspectors right we don't have enough people that are that are you know we we do but we need more we need to understand as this thing grows to 63 64 it's going to require more and more and how important of a role the inspection process is in our deal because we are an integrity-based organization yeah the organic industry is integrity-based so I commend the steps you're taking. I know you're a very large part of this project um, in, in seeing it through. And, and I commend the efforts that you guys are making. And I think that it is the right thing to do. I think anytime we invest in the next generation, whether we're 
talking about how to eat uh, better food to elementary school kids or putting a garden in their school or you know uh, these different projects that are out there that are trying to elevate the awareness of what's going on I think that's in our best interest and so I think that this project and the thought process behind it is absolutely fantastic uh, thank I, you yeah we're we're really excited about it looking forward to a lot of, uh, of of great proposals that's awesome so I want to shift gears a little bit and 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 ask you a couple other questions and just just enjoy some time with you what's um what's give me somebody in your life that's been inspirational to you somebody that's uplifted you yeah I have uh I'm incredibly lucky in that I have built a career actually by following people rather than jobs. And so the people mm. have inspired me the most are actually the people that I've worked for over. I've now been in the, the workforce for more than 25 years. Um, and when I think back on my bosses, they have all been inspiring and have, have really led me to be where I am today. And I, I think most recently, uh, and I don't know if he's going to see this or not, but so I am saying it genuinely, it's my current boss, Bruce Summers, uh, the administrator for the Agricultural Marketing Service. Mm -hmm. He is completely inspiring. He is the, the portrait of the federal worker that you talked about at the very beginning of this segment of people who are strong and steady and devoted to the, to the rule of law and in meeting whatever administration's priorities are because they were that's part of what the American people chose. And, and so he really takes that, that vision of democracy and, uh, and care forward in a very, very inspiring way. So I, I have uh, found working uh, for him for the last three years just to be um, both a comfort and an inspiration. That's fantastic. And, and the words that you used are all inspiring words. Which I think, you know, I mean, truthfully, they are. I mean, the way that he's, in, I mean, it's just such a beautiful uh, way of framing it up. I love it. That's such a great answer. Um, so give me something career or otherwise, whatever, wherever you want to go with it, um, that you're the most proud of. You know, I, I, I would say it is something from NOP, the Organic Integrity Database. It's a you know piece of software, but it's actually the project that I'm probably the most proud of. Um, certainly since my time uh, with uh, NOP, but also before that, um, before I came to the government, a lot of the work I did was with other federal agencies and nonprofits and coming together to build systems, um, both technological and just people systems. And mm -hmm. building the Organic Integrity Database let me put into place all the things I had seen work and to avoid all the things I had seen not work and working with clients for like 20 years. And so it was really kind of the epitome of, you know, how can we build a system that really serves the needs of a community in a very lasting way? And Organic Integrity Database is another one of those things will be around in a generation. And uh, that just means, means a lot a lot to me, but it also means a lot to me of how we did it, of involving the stakeholders, involving the certifiers um, who are going to have to provide that data. And so uh, it's from my job here, but it's something I am particularly proud of. Yeah. I would be proud of that too. Again, I think anything that you're doing that you start using the word, it's going to be generational and going to have an impact of that magnitude. You should be very proud of that. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. Um, Tell us something about yourself that maybe somebody doesn't know. Let's embarrass. Let's see what's going to come out. Let's see if you're going to get in trouble here. Tell us something about yourself that maybe people don't know that you that you're willing to share. I had somebody, I had uh, somebody share a story um, 
about uh, uh, almost being killed in an avalanche. So the bar is pretty high about, yeah, that was a pretty hairy story. So the bar is pretty high. So share something. Yeah, I'll share something that actually uh, shares a little bit about my philosophy and why I do approach human capital the way I do and mm-hmm. um, how I approach this team. Yeah, my, you mentioned my PhD right up front. Yeah, what most people don't know is that actually my dissertation was about cancer. Um, it was about why researchers, uh, who, people who are researching cancer, why they share data with each other. Um, it was about the motivational factors that cause cancer researchers either to share their data with each other or not for the purposes of advancing cancer research and care. So if I have gathered, for example, a collection of specimens uh, from some breast cancer patients, uh, what would cause me to share that data with you or not? And I really unpacked all of the motivational factors that cause people to do what they do do that there's always and that's why earlier we were talking about public good um, and I about being on the board but I also talked about why it's good for you is because when I what I learned in my dissertation was that people actually they're not sharing data because oh we ought to share data I need to get published I need to get tenure I need to get my next grant it was all very very practical and there was also very personal I trust you and so I'll share data with you because I trust you. And I I think a lot of this arena that we're establishing organic is establishing frameworks for developing trust so that we can share ideas and philosophies and values to get us to a new place. But a lot of people don't know that I was actually, I worked uh, with the National Cancer Institute as a consultant for a while, and it led to my interest in that topic, which is really different from organic and yet in many ways, very much the same, so. I think that is absolutely a killer answer to that question uh you're rising you could be right there at number one now the avalanche guy may be no avalanche sorry <laughs> i gotta go hiking now <laughs> yeah. i tripped across my office floor last week i don't think the avalanche thing is gonna be happening <laughs> that's awesome so let's have a little bit of fun let's get you let's 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 get off the reservation a little bit let's play a little tlc trivia um here's some fast lightning round questions just to kind of um get people to get to know you a little bit and have a little fun. So tell me, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, I am a Trekkie. And so uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine is my favorite um, series. Yeah, it's just an amazing um, uh, stories about metaphor and culture and archetypes and the human condition. Yeah, love that. Great. So take out or cook at home. Oh, I'm a, a heat up at home girl. Uh, so you kind of answered yes to both. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So let me ask this question. If you could go back in time and have a conversation with teenage Jenny Tucker, what would you tell her today? See, this is something my therapist and I talk about all the time. Uh, but, you know, and I would say it so both to my teenage self and to anybody else out there and who's a teenager talking to their own inner teenager is uh, be gentle with yourself. Um, that uh, I love the quote that you really are a child of the, the universe and you have a reason for being here and let go. It's going to be it's going to be OK. I love that. All right. Scale of one to ten. How's your karaoke skills? Oh, not very good. You didn't well, get to say it? which one was worse or better, one or 10. Scale from one to 10, is one really good or one's really bad? One's probably, not, 
One's probably not good. Not let's go so with good. one's no, not okay. so good. Well, let's go with a negative 23 then. Negative 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, just let me know if you go to the Applebee's to karaoke, I'm going to go next door to the Chili's. Is that what okay. you're saying? It would, it would probably start the uh, avalanche that that guy got caught under. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I have to tell you, I have... I, I absolutely enjoy your company. I absolutely enjoy chatting with you above and beyond this. Um, I think that what you do, what you represent, who you represent, your, your, your staff, your team, everybody that's involved. Um, I just can't even tell you how much I appreciate you. I hope everybody else that's out here listening to us recognize um, maybe something they didn't understand and maybe a little bit touches their heart a little bit differently about what the process is and how it works. And, and as I said in the very beginning, you know, I, I, a very heartfelt thank you to you and everybody there for what you do. And I have one final question that I want to throw at you. Um, if there was just one thing you wanted people to know about the National Organic Program, what would it be? Oh man, uh, probably just how much, I might get a little teary here, how much my team cares about you guys. Um, the dedication and devotion from the people who choose to work here is, talk about inspiring. Um, it really yeah. is. And I, I love every single one of them. And so please just know how much they really are pulling for you and serving you as a community. And I'm just so grateful to have the team I have. Yeah. Well, folks, I, 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 I can't top that. I can't put anything else on top of that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jennifer Tucker. That thank was you fun, so much. Todd. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank thanks for, thank you. Appreciate it. Wow, that was something special. Dr. Tucker, her words, her insight, and giving us some perspective about what's going on at the National Organic Program is exactly why I believe this platform, Conversations, is so important. We're so excited about the opportunity to share her story and so many more like that coming up. I want to first off thank all of our sponsors for participating. I want to remind you that this audio version of this uh, broadcast is available on all the podcast networks, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything. Uh, the video version is available on our YouTube channel, as well as our website, tlc.organic. Uh, we'll be updating stuff on LinkedIn, all the social media sites. Um, check us out on Instagram at uh, tlc underscore Toddversations. We look forward to hanging out with you again. We really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And uh, again, we really thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, go inspire somebody.